0: Welcome to Single Mom MD, the podcast meant for women physicians that are single moms. We all need a little extra help at some time in our lives, but this very special group of us needs just a little bit more. So we are banding together in a new community to help single moms, both MDs and DOs, help get the support they need when they need it. I'm Dr. Gail Clifford, and I am here to help single mom physicians have an easier time of it than I did. Join us in the Single Mom MD community for online meetings and regular engagement. When you think of additional topics you'd like covered on this podcast, contact me via social media at singlemommd. All of you that have worked with me know that when I take care of my patients, I consider their physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and financial needs. And since each of these is critical for our patients, I often wonder, why don't we do more of these when referencing our own self-care? So today, let's talk about some general suggestions for maintaining our own spiritual health. It might be applicable to you or other women physicians you know, so take what's valuable to you, and if it's not, that's okay. Let me know what does work for you. The first thing, uh, since I am a cradle Catholic that chose to continue Roman Catholic and continue to practice the Catholic faith, is practicing your faith. So if you're Christian, um, I'm the first to admit that as a Catholic, I wasn't forced to memorize biblical passages. I did read the Bible when I was in third grade and I'm very familiar with it, but um, there's always more to learn. And some of the other Christian faiths rely much more on knowing and being able to recite the Bible chapter and verse. So for those of us that aren't that well-versed in the Bible, if you will, Um, One of the things that I learned just today on a conference was from Peggy Easterling from the Mindset School, and she speaks to the cognitive dissonance or mental discomfort that you hold when you have two conflicting beliefs. And one of the big points here was that what you believe is true for other people isn't necessarily true for yourself. And the bottom line for that, I think, is that we're much harder on ourselves than we are on other people. So I really appreciate this uh, practice or exercise that she does. She has her students fold a piece of paper in half lengthwise or portrait wise. And on top, she says to write your, I am statements and you can write your, I am not statements, but the I am statements along the left hand side. And then once you've taken the time to do that, go ahead and ask yourself, is it true and dig even deeper. Are you sure that it's true? And then after that, ask yourself again, what if the opposite is actually true? That can change your perspective on things so dramatically. And after she has us go through that exercise, she says, go ahead and Google the Bible passages about whatever you think you are. So for example, I Googled What Bible passages refer to the importance of women as mothers, and 45 million examples came up in under a second, with this one leading the way. Isaiah 66, verse 13, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. So the importance of Mary in the Christian faith is profound, but I looked even deeper because while that's a good one, it doesn't resonate with me quite as much as this one that I found that I like. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And that's 3 John 1 verse 4. Because I place such great value in my children being good citizens and understanding their place in the world. But somehow that joy, to me, has to be communicated in their lives. So if they're walking in truth and they're living their best lives, I really think that they will find joy. It will still be difficult, but I find some reassurance with that. So then I looked on to medicine and I can look for references to Luke's position as a physician, but I tend to look more for the treatment than for answers about women in medicine. And I like this one that I found. Proverbs 17 verse 22 says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. And I think that hits me because it applies to us as physicians as women, as mothers, and also applies to what happens with our patients. If they've given up, we know they're going to die, no matter what care we provide for them. And that's hard on everybody, but it's also true for our kids. What happens if our children's spirit is broken? So I relate to this on all these different levels and find that this one while sobering is the most valuable for me at this point in time. And I'm glad to know that I can go back in when I'm in maybe a little bit of a different mood and try again. The other thing I really like to do is get out in nature. I find this to be very fulfilling on an emotional, mental, and spiritual standpoint. And those people that I know that are not religious, but still spiritual, tell me that getting out into nature is better for their souls and spirit than being in a church, no matter how pretty. So they don't necessarily like the pomp and circumstance of mass or a church service, but they can really appreciate the grandeur of nature. One thing when we first moved to Dublin that I was surprised by is how much green space they have within the city itself and getting out into nature, whether it's for a lunch break or a quick walk, Or if you're lucky enough to live close enough to work, to walk back and forth, it can be really nice, especially when it is green space and not a dirty sidewalk with gas fumes um, really hitting you from all sides. So whenever you have a chance to get out in nature, I highly recommend you do it every day if it's possible. But if not, make a point of doing it at least a few times a week and see how that helps heal your spirit. Other things that work to help maintain your spiritual health are things that we've been discussing on the earlier podcast, like practicing self-care. As a physician, it's essential to prioritize your self-care to maintain your overall health so that you can take care of everyone else. And especially as a single mom, this is going to be harder for you than if you had a partner that could take some of the burden, if not half or whole, when you don't have the energy for it, some. But having those activities that allow you to relax and rejuvenate, whether it's meditation, yoga, being outside, whatever it is to help you reconnect is a wonderful thing. And so connecting with others is another really valuable exercise and effort. So if you can connect with like-minded individuals, whether it's other women physicians or other single moms or people that share your spiritual beliefs, that kind of support can be invaluable, especially if you trust them to talk with them about what's going on in your life and you're able to listen to what's going on in, your, in theirs. It's not a matter of you being a counselor for them, but a good support system. And of course, engaging in meaningful work makes a difference to all of us. I don't know a single physician who didn't want to cure people or heal people or help people when they made the effort to get into medical school. So when we find meaning and purpose in our work in medicine, it makes a huge difference. We are engaging in activities that we've worked all of our lives and spent significant time, money, and energy to learn. And so when this aligns with our values and beliefs, that helps maintain our spiritual health. So if you're having problems with that, reassess the kind of work that you're doing or the group you're working with even, and consider volunteering or pursuing research or advocacy work that aligns with your values. And of course, there's always fostering gratitude. We used to do the rose and the thorns going around the table. Um, We'd usually do three roses and three thorns. So what's good and what's bad uh, that happened, but really focusing and fostering a sense of gratitude and appreciation for the people and experiences in our lives. And we found that that does promote spiritual health. When I started taking in foster kids, I was injured and my daughter had to do the driving and she really did a great job of it. And there's no question, there's no way I I could have been a foster parent without her help. So reflecting on the positive aspects of our life, even while I was injured or bedridden and finding ways to express our gratitude probably helped save my sanity. And then, of course, seek guidance. If you're struggling with maintaining your spiritual health, consider seeking guidance from a spiritual mentor, a counselor, or a trusted friend. In the Catholic Church, we have priests and deacons and monsignors and and bishops all the way up to the Pope. So any number of people, um, don't forget the nuns and the women in church, but any of these may be able to offer perspective and support to help you navigate challenges and find balance. Most importantly is just remember you're not alone. God and Mary and Jesus are always with you. If And if you believe in a different faith, find your uh, alternatives. And just remember that even though you might physically be alone, our spiritual faith remains and we are not alone. God believes in us, and I hope that you can come to believe your, in yourself that well, because God says it's true. When you think of additional topics you'd like covered on this podcast, contact me via social media at Single MD. And if you'd like to become a part of the Single Mom MD community, click on the link below to join us for regular engagement and personalized attention to your specific questions. We look forward to welcoming you.